Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Philly Sedam. Your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, August the 24th. And we come off an off day for the Phillies, and yet, the first time in forever, the Phillies have actually gained some ground in the standings. Thank you to the New York Yankees for proving that they, not the Atlanta Braves, are actually the hottest team in baseball. Yankees and Braves meet last night. The Yankees handled them. 5-1 to one victory for the Yankees. Uh, uh, didn't talk about it going into yesterday, but, but a wild matchup in the sense that last night's game between the Yankees and Braves was... Get this, the first game since 1901, 120 years since two teams with a nine-game or more winning streak squared off. It's pretty cool, pretty wild. And you know what? The Braves lost, so suck it, Atlanta. How about that? You like that? Not that we have a lot of room to talk, but still, we'll take the victories where we can get them. Uh, look, nice job, Yanks. And uh, it takes a lot to get me to be pulling for the Yanks when I'm watching a game. I'm not a fan of the New York Yankees, but last night I was cheering on my TV. I was watching Giancarlo Stanton hit opposite field home runs and Gary Sanchez get RBI hits, and I was I was on board. I was I was saying, go Yanks. Now, you won't hear me say it often, but I'll do it again today. That's where we're at. Go Yanks. Suck it, Atlanta. That's where we're at. Look, and and necessary, right? Because Philly's now four and a half back, thanks to New York winning yesterday and off day for the Phillies. Back at it today. The Phillies and Braves will play today, but then the Braves off on Wednesday um, and Thursday. So this is where you make up those the half game. So they both play today, and then the Phillies make up that half game. And, uh, and then we head into the weekend, and the Braves' schedule gets tougher, and the Phillies' schedule gets easier. And... Um, look, we've done a lot of, uh, there's a lot of consternation, a lot of frustration, a lot of anger on this show, and rightfully so. <laughs> you know, again, as we've talked about on a August 8th, they were two and a half games up in the division, and now they're four and a half back. It's August 24th, so it's fair. It's been a rough two weeks for the Philadelphia Phillies. 
But, but, um, look, as we head into to big series with the Rays today, a two-game series with Atlanta, and then the schedule clears up for the Phils, four at home against Arizona, it's go time. Um, look, <laughs> I can't sit here and say with a, a straight face that I think the Phillies are going to win the division. I've been down that road. I have probably will not think the Phillies are going to win the division until they win it. They could be uh, one game up with one to play. I'll need them to see it. They, it needs to be one game up. It needs to be two games up with one to play for me. <laughs> they're going to win it, if you know what I'm saying. Um, but, but to be fair, like, it's not over. I, I know that, you know, I think the last week plus has made it feel like it's over, made it feel like they're not going to come back, like this is over. And, and again, I, I get that. And I'm not saying it's not going to be over because there's, as I've talked about, I think a high likelihood Atlanta wins the division, but, but the Phillies can win the division. Look, just to to flip it around, we saw Atlanta go from two and a half down to five up in a span of, of like 15 days. More than 15 days left in the season. So, you know, anything's possible, but, um, it is real that they can come back. Again, they're four and a half back down. You know, you win these two against the Rays. Maybe Atlanta uses it, loses another to New York, and you're three back heading into the weekend. You know, that's... Now, that is supposing that the Phillies are going to beat the Tampa Bay Rays twice at home. That is a big supposition, considering both of these baseball teams and what they've done this season. And it's also supposing that Atlanta's going to struggle a little bit more and... You know, they did lose last night, but they got the Yankees, then they got San Francisco, then they got L.A. It's a, a massive... And then, look, they go to Colorado. Four in Colorado, which, again, you know, on the surface of it all, should theoretically be easy because the Rockies are the second-worst team in the NL West. They're one of the four-worst teams, five-worst teams in the National League. They're 57-68, and 68, but that 57-68 and 68 breaks down as they are 14-46 and 46 on the road and 43-23 and 23 at home. 43 and 23 at home. Yes, in case you're wondering, they're better than the Phillies at home. They're a better home team than the Phillies. Now, here's the the flip of that as well. Atlanta has been a much better road team than home team. Atlanta is 31 and 30 at home. They're 37 and 27 on the road. So, this um this Braves Rockies series is going to be fascinating. It's going to be a really big one. As again, the the Rockies record at home is serious. I mean, that's legit. They are forty three and twenty two at home. That's a, I mean, that's like a playoff team at home, and a, and the worst team in baseball on the road. What a dichotomy the Rockies are. Um, but look, this stretch of baseball is where it's make or break time, and I do think that by Labor Day we'll know if the Phillies are going to compete for this division or not. And look, let's again, again. I know I feel feel like I have to do these caveats now after I all season long said I didn't believe, and then finally eight game winning streak. I'm you know Mister Rah Rah man, so I feel like I have to give caveats all the time where I'm saying I don't think they're going to win the division, but if they were, if they were, how would it how would it play out? And I think the next week and a half, two weeks is how it would play out, and then it's a stretch from. But I think that that. If the Phillies are going to close this gap and make it interesting, it's going to happen now. It's going to happen while Atlanta has one more against the Yankees, then three against San Francisco, three against in in L.A. against the Dodgers, and then four in Colorado. This stretch of baseball here, it's an 11-game stretch for the Atlanta Braves, and the Phillies stretch 
two against the Rays, four against the Diamondbacks. Those four against the Diamondbacks at home are just so epically important. And then three in Washington, three in Miami. This is it. This is a stretch of baseball. Look, there's there's easy games left. The Phillies still have four against Pittsburgh, three against Baltimore, three against Chicago, four at home against Colorado. That's a big difference. Again, the Rockies are 43 and 21 and uh, at home, but they are 14 and 46 on the road. So getting Colorado here is just massive. Um, three in Milwaukee sandwich there, but this is it. You know, this is put up or shut up time. I know I've said that a bunch of times this year. That's been a somewhat over-repeated phrase here on this show, but but it is true in the sense that, like, this is it. This is, uh, if the Phillies are going to make a run, they have to do it now because the Braves' schedule gets really easy after this run here, too. So it's not, and the Braves, unlike the Phillies, have showed a propensity for beating the teams they're supposed to beat. What a wild, crazy, out-there thought that is. But that's what the Braves have done, and... Thus, the Phillies are in a position where they have to find a way to play good baseball over the next week and a half, two weeks. This, again, like, this is it. This is it. Like, this group of guys right here, this, you know, Harper and Romuto and, and Hoskins and, and McCutcheon, all these guys, you know, the the mantras that we have heard from them this season, the Reese Hoskins heading into the season talking about it's time it's time for this group of guys to finally make the playoffs, to finally reach that goal, to finally cross that that uh, proverbial line, so to speak. You know, th- this is this is it. That that's what the the feeling around this team was was that this is it. This is the year. It's time. And I hope they can can condense that feeling and that emotion and that thought. And find a way to to use it as an ethos for the next two weeks. To to harness that that belief, that hope, that confidence that that this is it. This is the year. Because when we look back on the season, if it is the year that the decade end droughts or the decade drought ends, if it is the year that the Phillies finally make it back to the playoffs, we're gonna look back to right now. We're going to look back to, hey, it was August 24th and they were four and a half, or really, we'll look back to August 23rd. They were five games back. The Yankees beat the Braves that night and it all changed. That's what we're going to say. That's how we're going to look at it. That's how we'll have to look at it because that's the way the season is going to play out. Or we're going to look back and say, well, man, they went into Arizona and lost three and uh, and that was it. That was the season. I think it's going to be one of those two things. Now, look, could they fight back the next two weeks and still blow it over the stretch run? Of course. Oh, of course. And knowing the Phillies, you know, wouldn't it be so Phillies to do something like that to actually get us all to swing back in and then to break us down again? Uh, (laughs) Let's hope that doesn't happen. Look, if they're going to do it, though... um, Now's the time, and it's also, you can look at certain guys on this team and say, all right, you're, you're going to be the reason, right? I mean, look, the, the obvious one's Bryce Harper, but Harper's been doing it, right? I mean, Harper's doing it almost as much as he can. I mean, he's going to end the year with like a, you know, high 900s OPS. He's going to end the year with a 290-plus average. He's going to end the year with 30-plus home runs. Like, he's going to end the year where, you know, at this point with Tatis back and doing Tatis things, he'll probably win the MVP, but Harper will be second. Harper will be like second in MVP this year. Um, 
he's right there. And I expect Harper to continue to be Harper, but now's the time, right? You know, you can't do what he's done the last two months and and then shut down the most important part of the season. So, And I don't expect him to. Again, Harper's locked in. He's been awesome. I expect him to bring it. But now's the time when Bryce Harper has to bring it. And obviously, you know, you hope that he brings it from both an on-the-field perspective and a leadership perspective, but can't count on the the latter. But certainly on the field, I think he's going to bring it. You know who really needs to bring it is JT Romito. And we've talked about this, but he has been a disappointment this year. Just really no other way to put it. Like, there is no other way to talk about JT Romito other than as a disappointment this year. And he did have a big hit on Sunday, finally homering again, but... I mean, JT's batting 262 on the season with a 347 OBP and a 451 slugging percentage. That is an OPS still under 800. That's that's bad, man. JT Romito is getting paid $25 million to play baseball this year. He is the highest paid catcher in the sport. You need so much more from him. Again, we've talked about how defensively he's not been quite the uh, virtuoso that he was last season. He hasn't been flat out. We we all see it. We all know it. Um, but he's still a very good defensive catcher. The offense has not been close to where it needs to be. It just hasn't been close, especially when you consider that he started the season pretty good. You know, he started out pretty hot and was rolling for a bit and is really clammed up. Um, they have no chance if JT doesn't step up. They have no chance. I mean, this this lineup is dependent upon JT contributing, upon JT being a big piece in that lineup. And they really need him to get on base more. I mean, the 347 OBP is just too low for JT Romito. Um, they need more from him, without a doubt. JT has to bring it. It is um, imperative. It really is. And again, you're paying JT so much money. You, know, you need a return on that. You need to return on that. Uh, obviously, I think Hoskins returning is a massive, massive lift for this team. We saw it on Sunday again. You know, stepping back into the lineup and hitting two bombs is uh, is awesome, but also necessary. We talked a little bit about it yesterday, but it is really true that when you look at this lineup, and, and Andrew McCutcheon has had a few stretches this season where he's felt like a real power hitter, but I mean, let's be real, Andrew McCutcheon... He's not a, a 35 home run guy, right? He's not a he's not a, a pure power guy. He's not someone who you can really count on at bat to at bat to hit one out of the ballpark at any moment. Reese Hoskins and Bryce Harper are the only two guys in this lineup you can feel that way about. You know, they're the only two guys in this lineup you can really look at it and say, all right, in any moment, in any spot, that guy could hit one out of the park. And obviously, any baseball player, again, the most base, most of the baseball players can homer at any time theoretically, but you know what I'm saying. Where the threat of power is real. And this is what, and you, you realized it when Reese was out. We saw it, and it you felt it. This team needs Reese Hoskins far more than I thought they did. You know, coming into the season, if you had asked me how important Reese Hoskins was, I wouldn't have thought he was quite as important as it turns out he is. This team does not have that bopper in the middle of the lineup. They just don't. It's not McCutcheon, you know, at least not for long stretches of time. Harper is the, the best player, best hitter in the lineup, but he can't be relied to be both of those things. You need someone to help him, someone to drive in those runs, someone to, when he gets walked, clean up the bases. And JT has been doing it. Didi obviously has just been a, a train wreck. What a, what a disaster of a signing that is. And, and him signed for one year at $14 million next year is really, 
really a hamstring for this team, and especially when you look around, like like a guy like, man, Marcus Semien in Toronto. Man, if the Phillies had just signed that guy. If the Phillies had just signed that guy, we would have such a different comply. They'd be a playoff team. I'm not even kidding. I honestly think, look what Marcus Semien is doing in Toronto. Put that guy in your lineup. He would lead the team in homers. If Marcus Semien just flip-flopped right now with Didi and was the Philly starting shortstop, he would be the team leader in home runs. I think he's got like 29 or 30 homers as a shortstop. Great defense. Just a good player. Missed. They missed. And look, I think a lot of us were happy they brought Didi back. Didi did look so much better last year than this year, but um, it was clearly a mistake, a flat-out, flat-out mistake. And really, when they blew it, was earlier in the offseason when they didn't have a general manager and they didn't offer Didi a, a qualifying offer. That was the mistake because they could have had Didi for one year and we wouldn't be looking at next year as a, as a disaster part of the contract. But since they didn't offer him a qualifying offer, they had to sign him to a two-year deal. And uh, and it stunk. And it was a mistake. They blew it. it just, what it is, whether or not we liked it or not, like it was a mistake, flat out, very clearly a mistake. So... Um, you hope you can get something out of Didi. Uh, there's not been a ton of reason for belief or optimism in Didi this year at times. Like, you know, no point has it even really felt like, oh, he's getting hot or whatever. You know, it hasn't. Um, it's more, you know, oh, he got hit again. Is he, is he going to be playing? And that that's generally the way my mind goes with him. So um, I don't think you can count on Didi. I think you really need Hoskins to bring that power to the lineup. You need Harper to keep being Harper, and you need JT, I think. You know, look, I think Kutch is going to do what he's going to do. Um, you know, Torres is nice. All these guys, Jankowski, Miller, you know, I think you're going to get what you can from those guys. The big guys have to carry you. If this team is finally going to get over that decade-long hump and make it to the playoffs, it's going to be because the Bryce Harpers, the JT Ramitos, the Reese Hoskins carried them there. It's what it has to be. And look, it's what it should be. It's what the best teams have, right? Your best players play the best in the biggest moments. That's the goal. That's the point. That's the deal. So they need it from those guys in a big way. And look, I do think getting Freddie Galvis back will really help. Um, crazy to be saying that, but I think Freddie is an infectious um, attitude and personality about the way he plays the game. And look, from an offensive perspective, he's better than Torres just as a pure hitter. And... He's a phenomenal defender. It gives you the option to play him and Torres on the left side if you need to, if you really want to go defense. And if not, you know, him and Didi is a, is a much better defensive pairing and a better offensive pairing than, than what they've been rolling out there. So I do think Freddie will really help this team. But, um, you know, it's going to be gonna on a basic level going to have to be the big guys who carry you, as it, as it should be. And look, that extends to pitching as well. And we've talked a lot about it, but, you know, coming off the Saturday night game in San Diego, the gut gut punch, soul crush, loss in San Diego, the Nola outing. Yes, he gave up that home run. I blame Girardi for leaving him in more than Nola for giving up the home run. He made a pitch. It happened. But on the whole, really a, a great outing from Nola. I think prior to that ninth inning, he looked about as good as he has in any start this season. And he's had a couple great ones. He had the 10 straight strikeouts. He had the complete game shutout. He had the seven and two thirds against the Yankees. A couple more. There have been spots where we've looked at Nola and been like, wow, he looks like Nola. And Saturday night was certainly one of those. Certainly one of those. And maybe the besties look certainly on the uh, the the short list, so to speak, for besties look this season. 
And if Aaron Nola can be that guy, not the guy who gave up the homer in the ninth, but the the guy before, the guy the eight other innings, you know, if he can be that guy, I mean, what a we've talked about a year, but what a difference that is for this team. I mean, I think if Aaron Nola had just been that guy more often than not this season, they might be in first place right now. We're certainly right there. The uh, Aaron Nola's hurt this team as much as anybody this year, comparative to what we expected to get from him, to what he's given them. Him and Alec Bohm. I would say, and obviously Bohm in the minors now, I would say him and Alec Bohm the two biggest disappointments on the Phillies this year. If you go back to April, back to March, and say heading into the season here, what do I expect from every player on this team? And I went through, bang, bang, bang. What do I expect from Hoskins? This, bang. What do I expect from Harper? Bang. What do I expect from Romito? Bang. Romito's up there. Don't get me wrong. Disappointing. Didi, up there. Disappointing. Didi, big time. Disappointing. He's been a worse player than these other guys. Uh, not Bohm, but... Um, I think the two biggest disappointments for me are Nolan and Boom, if I had to choose. Uh, and, and I think, in the end, I think Nolan's the biggest. Because while Boom is a disappointment, Boom is also a sophomore player in baseball. Guys, you know, never played a full season before in his life in the majors. So um, I can at least understand that. I can um, process that. Uh, I can even, uh, some part of me expect it. You know, I think we, we all, at some level, expect the potential for something like that. Um Nola, you don't. Nola's been in this league long enough. He's done enough in this league to expect him to come out and shove for you more often than not. And uh, and this year he didn't. And he has a chance to right that wrong. Look, he's got, what, six, seven starts left, something like that? Eight, maybe. I doubt it. Something like that, maybe. Somewhere in that range. Yep, somewhere in that range. Uh, this is it. This is it, big dog. This is it. You have a chance to completely redefine this season, Aaron Nola, for you and for the Phillies. And also, I mean, wouldn't it be hilarious if after what we've had the last few years, if it was the reverse, if Aaron Nola struggled through the first five-sixths of the season and then in September is an ace? Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be just the, the... It would be awesome, is what it would be. That's what it would be. And, and let's Hope and pray that Aaron Nola can find that guy inside him and bring it out because it could be the difference maker. Like, you know, if you if you hope that Wheeler can be Wheeler, Zach Eflin on the recovery trail. Looks like we might actually get Zach Eflin back at some point here. Um, Gibby, man, really enjoy Kyle Gibson. Like, that guy gives you outs, gives you innings, gives you hard-fought battles. So, you know... I like where, where we're at. I do. I like the potential of this team, but but... Certain guys have to be able to step in and step up in a big way. Because, look, the Braves are, are Braves have been a better team. They're four and a half games up. Their run differential is like 100-plus runs better than the Phillies. Like, they've been better. They are the favorite right now, and they should be the favorite, both based on where they stand in the division and what they've accomplished. They are the favorite to win the division. They should be. But now's the Phillies' chance to to change that. Now's the Phillies' chance to flip what should happen on its head and and change it. And the guys we talked about, Nola, Romuto, Hoskins, Harper, all these guys, is going to play a role. You know, Eflin coming back plays a role. Ranger going deeper into games plays a role. All this stuff, but these are the guys who are going to get them there. It's not going to be because of Ronald Torres. Ronald Torres will give you what he gives you. If they're going to get over this hump, if they're going to make up these four and a half games, if they're going to play well over this stretch for the next two weeks, which 
probably will decide the season, or if not, the season will decide whether the the rest of September is going to matter for the Phillies. That's probably a better way to put it. It will decide whether we have a September stretch run or not. That's what it will decide. Uh, these guys have to step up. Your stars have to carry you. Your stars have to carry you. And I feel like Bryce Harper will. I feel like some of these other guys will. It's going to be the question marks. Will Nola? Will JT? Will these guys be able to step up and be better than they've been this year when the team needs it most? Give it to them when they need it most. It starts tonight. Atlanta Braves and the Yankees play game two of their series. Let's hope the Yankees can make it 11 in a row. Keep streaking here. Uh, as the Phillies start with the Rays, two-game series with the Rays, then four against Arizona. It's a six-game homestand before they head to Washington and Miami next week. So uh, a big series here. It's uh, Ranger Suarez against Rasmussen tonight. Zach Wheeler tomorrow. Uh, and then Matt Moore, Aaron Nola, Gibson, and Suarez to round out the week. So we will see all these guys. I like that uh, you get Wheeler against Tampa Bay. I think obviously that is... That is huge, and uh, it's a big two games here. A big two games. Tampa Bay out in front in the NLEs. They are 77-48. and 48. So, uh, second, uh, third best record in baseball. The Giants have the best record. The Dodgers have the second best record. Tampa Bay Rays have the third best record in baseball. They're 36-25 and 25 on the road. They have a plus 150 run differential. So, it's a damn good baseball team that's coming to town. A damn good baseball team. Phillies, uh... Philly's got their hands full, so to speak, but but that's what it takes. You got to start winning some games, and some games maybe even you're not supposed to win because you got four and a half to make up, so it has to start now. And hopefully the big guys will come through. Either way, whatever happens tonight, we will obviously be back here to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 